0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Illumineers Quest Podcast where we talk everything Lorcana. I'm Zach. And I'm Jacob. And thanks for coming on this journey with us. And this is a journey. This is the first time, first episode for us.
1: It is. I've I've done one podcast before, so I I know a little bit of what we're getting into, but not a whole ton.
0: And I'm brand new to the podcasting game, but I've always wanted to, and I've tried with other friends before, but nobody's ever committed, and so this is super exciting. I'm in. I think we're both... Like, over the moon for this release, too. We're filming, or we're, we're recording this the Friday before the release of the set. Yeah. So, yeah. we have one week to go. Uh, yeah. So, we with the first episode, and with everybody getting to know us, we figured we just kind of start off and kick off the background on us. So, I'll go first. Um, talking about just, like, kind of our history with trading card games and TCG in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I've collected Pokemon cards forever, as long as I can remember. I mean, I still have my... Original like base set cards from what is it ninety seven ninety eight, um, yeah. In uh in the states, uh, I've never played the game though. That's the exciting part is you know we've talked about this and we really want to play Lorcana as well. So not just collecting the cards but playing. Yeah, so that's kind to, of the big one for me.
1: I'm used to looking at Pokemon cards and just seeing random numbers and, and words on there that I had no idea what they they meant. Um, so I'm I'm excited. I'm really excited. I've never played again like you. I've never played a TCG
0: game before. So. I think this one's a little less intimidating. Maybe maybe we're naive and don't understand Pokemon to that degree, but yeah. with all of like the weaknesses and and strengths against different types and all the energies and all the items and like everything, it just it seems a lot more accessible. Yeah, like Lorcana just seems a lot easier. You know, we yeah. we went through the app and we looked at like how to play and all the basics and everything. And I felt like right away we pretty much had it. We've asked each other questions back and forth this week, like mm-hmm. getting ready still on a few of the, like the minor details. But in general, we feel pretty good. I think.
1: Yeah, like it. It was really accessible to me for sure. Um, I know there's still like, like I know certain people that it's too complicated still. But you know, we'll get it, them there. We'll, we'll, we'll get be, them there. We'll
0: be the the ambassadors. Yeah. But yeah. So you said you've collected Pokemon cards, but you've never played either.
1: Collected Pokemon cards for probably about four four years i would say and then um i'm currently collecting sports cards so i'm in i'm still into the collecting cards um right now but again never never played a tcg or anything
0: like it um Okay, well, and what's your plans? I guess we we didn't really talk about this phase, but like, what's your plans with the cards? Are you just gonna play? Or are you collecting too? Or like, what's your my your goal here?
1: My my plan is to just play. Like uh, that's my my main goal is like
0: no collecting.
1: Um, I mean, I'd like to get the base set of every chapter if I could. Like
0: that's hollows and no, not regulars are a just set. complete. Aside. Not a master
1: set. Uh, I just just ba- base set.
0: Okay. Um, that's, I mean, that's super obtainable, right? Like, that's incredibly so. easy. Yeah. I'm I mean, just... even if you can't get every Legendary, I mean, those, I would imagine, you know, buying the singles are still relatively cheap. I mean, they can't be over they are not
1: as of right now, but um, probably as we get closer, to will
0: lower. Yeah, I mean, once everything releases, I would imagine it's cheap. Yeah, because
1: we were, a few days ago, we were seeing, like, the Genie Enchanted selling for (laughs) $5,000, so...
0: And those have already come, I've been watching on eBay a little bit on those, and I've I've seen, yeah, Yeah. ever since Gen Con, which was last weekend now, I've seen a lot of of cards going in the hundreds now, not the thousands. Mm -hmm. So, still, obviously, expensive, you know, but, like, right in range with what you would expect from, like, an Alt-Art Charizard or something.
1: I mean, right now, it is... the sales are doing better than like the rarest card in the newest pokemon set so and i think that comes with it being the first set for sure yep so it'll it'll probably drop over time and we don't even know like print runs or anything like that like how much they're making yeah so that all could
0: yeah i think that's the the biggest difference though is i definitely want to collect i want everyone i want all the enchanted's i want all the i want wow i want all the foils i want it all i mean especially like you said it's the first set it's definitely memorable. Um, we're huge Disney fans. I guess we kind of, we talked about the TCG side, but we didn't say Disney. We're both obviously oh massive gosh. Disney fans, too. Yeah. That's kind of what... Lifelong. Like, we were friends before, but Disney definitely, like, brought our, you know, it was us Disney close Clis together. Nights. Yeah. Disney Clues that's what and Disney.
1: We're, we're used to to watching a bunch of Disney movies in preparation for something, which yeah. I've been doing for this.
0: That's That I've heard, yeah. So... Um, Yeah, I mean, it's exciting. I mean, being. I think, you know, if you compare to, you know, something like Pokemon, you don't have probably quite as many, like, named characters as you do with Disney. I mean, obviously, I think if you go pick out minor characters and Mm -hmm. whoever, then I'm sure you could come up with more. But the way that they're doing those cards, and, you know, where you have, like, two or three Aladdins with different skill sets or different variations, I think is pretty cool, too.
1: Yeah, they're not. They're not um they're not gonna run out of characters anytime soon by doing that for sure um they're 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 really smart with how they're doing it I think they're, yeah and then the dreamborn and floodborn characters they're doing I love that I I, I love that.
0: let's come back to that because I've I've read a little bit about that but I'm not an expert on it by any means okay
1: okay yeah we can come um, back to that
0: but the next thing that we like we said we were gonna talk about is Like, how did you hear? How do we hear about Lacona? Because I feel like we've talked about this for a long time now. And a long time ago, we initially had the conversation. Yes. And then obviously it kind of fizzled out. But now that it's right around the corner, we are both like over the moon hype.
1: Yeah, I think the reason it fizzled out is because we didn't want to get excited, you know, about a year in advance. (laughs) That's very true. Because if we we researched everything at at that point in time, like we did now, we would have been this hyped. For a year, and would have been just waiting. Yeah, this whole time that would have
0: been a nightmare for sure.
1: Um, so like slowly, these past few weeks, we've been getting into like everything about Lorcana. So we
0: it was D twenty three, right? Like yeah. We, we both kn- we both knew coming out of D twenty three, and yeah. I think we talked about it a little bit then, and like, hey, did you see the card game? And then I've, I want to say it was the beginning of this year though. We were hanging out and we were talking about it, and we said we have to play, learn how to play this yes, game, and like yeah. actually play, not just like with Pokemon, like we mentioned, but like mm-hmm. actually get together and play the game and learn how to 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 compete. Again,
1: yeah. I like, guess. Once I saw that it was, it was all like single digit numbers, and be honest, like when I saw the cards <laughs> were single digit numbers on like the stats and stuff, I'm like yeah, I can do this. Like it's not two hundred and fifty HP, and it's like I can. I can do small math.
0: Let's. Well, let's, I mean, that's a good. That's a good topic too. Actually, what do you. What do you think about the. Like the currency of the system, the lore, the ink, the the strength and the weakness, or that's not the strength and the weakness, but the strength like, and willpower. Yeah, right? willpower. That's what I was trying to say. So, what do you think about like the the currency of all of the system and all the different pieces? Do you like that? Do you think it's.
1: I think it works fine. It, it makes it, in my opinion, more accessible. That's what made me want to like.
0: I think it's cool because, you know, I'm sure you've heard a little bit about, like, the back end of the story, too, where, you know, the lore and the ink is because you're, like, you, the players, are building yes. the story as you go. And so, yeah. like, from that respect, it makes it pretty cool, too. And then obviously, like, strength and willpower are pretty straightforward. But yeah. it's very it's a yep. very Disney twist, right? Like, willpower yeah. is very much like <laughs> a, For sure. you know, I'm a hero like your normal Disney movie. And so I you know I, yeah I like it. Um, I,
1: I think uh, Robinsberger has done a great job with like incorporating all the Disney-ness like into it. It, it they've done a really good the job. The songs. I mean are that's incredible. that's a
0: cool twist. I mean it's it's you know very much just an item or an action yeah. with a little twist on it, but I mean so smart. S- when you think Disney I I would imagine there's a good chunk of people out there that think let it go. Yeah. Whatever, you know. Um, a whole new world, like you name it, Is, under the sea. Like there's so many Disney classics.
1: Are those cards going to get people singing in their local? That's what stores? that's what they said. <laughs> I've watched a couple
0: of interviews with the Ravensburger guys, and they've said, you know, if you're playing in like a big group setting, that yeah. you'll hear people all over the. The, the floor It'd, just like bust out in song that'd be so, exciting that'd
1: be that'd be fun. I
0: I don't have the singing chops to do that I mean neither of us do but depending we're... on the situation in the game you know if if you throw out a whole new world and it like turns the <laughs> tide for you that card the could. positive you might go you might bust out the whole new world so that card definitely could <laughs> Um okay so tell me about Dreamborn and Floodborn because you're the like before before that that thought. You're like the scholar of us too, I guess. Like the dynamic here is you're very much the scholar, and like you've been studying a lot to understand like all the ins and outs of everything.
1: That's how my brain works. I can't get into something without knowing everything about it. Like that's just how my brain works. Yeah,
0: and that's fair. I mean, and we're different people. And I've kind of said I've taken the YOLO approach, and I think I have six decks now, where I've just been tinkering around, playing with like you know playing with the app and looking through the card lists and building out decks and. Understanding what the different things are and trying to come up with like a win condition of that deck that's kind of unique. And so that's, you know, we have very different perspectives going into this. So I think, you know, when everything comes out and we do start to play against each other, it'll be cool to see how those different like styles leading up to that, Mm -hmm. how that transfers into the first week of gaming.
1: Yeah. I mean, I have eight pre built decks
0: all on Ruby Amethyst
1: because I'm trying to master that
0: already. But.
1: Like, You've probably
0: come up with just about all the good combinations that you can then. I, <laughs> I uh,
1: yeah, I, I've been, I, I really like Ruby Amethyst. That's what it okay, and we'll now. come back to that one yeah, too, because obviously you want to talk I'm about the decks. Into... But okay,
0: Dreamborn, Floodborn. Give me, give me more background on the, on the cards and the, and the history. So... I
1: like I think it's the the story and like lore of Lorcan is yeah. limited right now. I don't think they've given... No, they have. They they've definitely talked they've about hinted. a little bit of it, but they
0: are, have said that they're going to expand on it in the future um, releases for sure.
1: But the main idea with Dreamborn and Floodborn is that they are ways they're Disney characters in ways you've never seen them before, um, and they're they're kind of like if you know Marvel like a multiverse kind of concept where they're pull pulling out of. Pulled out of different points in those multiverses, basically, and they just look different.
0: So, what's the difference between Dreamborn and Floodborn then?
1: So, they say Floodborn. So, Dreamborn is like you as the Illumineer pull out these characters from different universes, where Floodborn were created by a dark. I, I think like a dark energy, I think is what they're kind of hinting towards like they were more
0: created by something else that that, that, like I said I've heard the interviews but I just couldn't remember what what they said and so that that makes perfect sense and I'm I'm pretty sure that's in line with what it it might be a
1: little different that's definitely not quoted (laughs) (laughs) no but you're on the right line you're on the right
0: track for sure um okay so I think we we're like moving on to the next piece then I guess like we've kind of already touched on this but like what have we been doing to get ready for this I feel like all we've talked about this week is Lorcaña literally just nonstop?
1: N- we haven't talked about anything else. No, this is it. My my, my family is getting tired of it already, but <laughs> that's why I just talked to talk to Zach. I text him every day. That's
0: what that's what it's all about. though. um,
1: he, Zach and I look forward to it every morning. Literally, text me <laughs> ten days. I've been, I've been giving nine the, days. I've been giving you the countdown for I, a long I, time. I, now. I love it. I look forward to it every morning. It's the best. Um, it and again, I've been watching Disney movies. I've watched Treasure. Treasure Planet, Tangled, Sword in the Stone, Atlantis, all my favorites. Oh man,
0: you're, yeah. I I definitely haven't gone into like the full Disney rabbit hole. There have been, like I've thought about doing that, but I've just spent, like I touched on most of my time, like reading um, about the different cards and like deck strategy or deck a little bit getting into deck guides i don't want to go like the super meta route and just come up with something that like everybody else has like you know it's i want to come up with something that i can put my stamp on and feel like i made it versus just stealing somebody else's work and going with it so that's part yeah. of why i've done it but yeah i've, I've gone through all the different ink types i you know have thoughts on all of them um trying to just get ready from that respect and just having a different feel for all of those so you can potentially play them differently. I mean, I still have like an overarching like opinion on how it should be played based on what we've heard so far. But again, being a complete newbie to this and trying to learn as we go, I could be 100% wrong too. Yeah, like, (laughs) I don't know about you, but once I saw Evasive... Evasive's huge. Evasive's huge. I think people are sleeping on it. I haven't seen much talk around it. I think Evasive could... Depending on your opponent, obviously, if they're mm-hmm. heavy evasive, it could be really, really, really annoying.
1: So that's that's my main focus with amethyst and ruby. That's why I've been planning on that. Is because ruby is obviously I would say the leading in it's evasive. It's definitely leading evasive. Um, and amethyst is number one for for card draw. You know, you're you're you keep drawing cards more than you know one turn. Yeah. So it gives you more evasive to play with. Has you better chance of cards that I have in those decks to. To deal with other stuff. So
0: yeah, here's kind of I guess a subtopic on this, but um, yeah, so just like your thoughts, you know. So we've been we've been spending all this time getting ready and trying to figure out everything. So I think we have to give our thoughts on the different ink types and what we and you know where we want to play and what we think the like is going to fit our play style. You kind of just talked yeah. about yours. Is there anything to elaborate on, or does that so cover it?
1: My. What I'm gonna kinda focus on is like, for instance, evasive. Like I wanna go as much into that as I can and then the rest of the cards are things to help if things go wrong. Like that's yeah, my that's, that's my number one that's that's like um so like in Ruby Amethyst I'll, I'll bring up my deck here to
0: Yeah, while he while he's doing that, yeah, I mean I think evasive is, you know, really, really powerful, obviously for those who are still getting into it. Evasive is the power that the characters with evasive can only be attacked by other characters with evasive. And so if you have an evasive character and I don't, then I can't ever challenge Uh your characters with that evasive power. And the main
1: idea is to not challenge with evasive characters. You're just questing
0: the whole time. Yes. Um, Well, yes. And so if you quest and make yourself vulnerable, then the opponent doesn't have a challenge uh, or doesn't have a person with evasive to challenge, then you can just sit there and quest and quest and quest yeah. and quest, and it'll be really hard. So the, I guess the hope there is is if you're not going to challenge them, that you just outlore them faster somehow. Mm-hmm. Somehow. Yeah, I mean, that's the only. Pl- that's the only There's, no, right? there's
1: only one evasive card that has more than t- two lore, so there's not. You know, there's not. Which any, one is, that? is it? that's the Mickey the that's right little the, Taylor. Yeah, I, I, um, it's
0: Pongo Mickey. Uh, there's,
1: there's um, Tigger. Yep, Tigger's and red as Tigger well. Tigger has one. Goofy has one. Um, and the, these are all the ones in Ruby. And then if you go to Amethyst, um, which this is one of my favorite cards, um, but it's Pascal. He's one cost, one willpower, one strength, one lore, but he has evasive. So he's a one cost evasive, um, and I think that's really valuable to have a one cost evasive. Um, even if it the pascal one. one
0: is pretty cool too I, it's, it's a little yeah. it's a little unconventional from evasive in the sense of you have to have another character in play for him to be evasive yeah but that being said it's still he's still evasive at that point point. and so yeah I, I pulled up the list while we we're talking about that too so Jetsum, which you and i talked about Jetsum Floodsum, um tinkerbell genie uh the Genie Shift? Is that what you call it? I, I, I'm i still in the Pokemon world where I think evolution, but it's the shifted Genie? Like, what's it's, the, what's the so proper way to... I So I've seen people just say their
1: subtitles. So, like, right below their name. That's how mm-hmm. the people defer them. So Genie Power
0: Unleashed, you're right. Okay. Those are... That's a lot. So to learn all those right off the bat. But yeah, so yes, Genie Power is. Unleashed, um, who is emerald and then peter pan never landing also emerald has evasive and then last emerald being tinkerbell most helpful also has evasive and then yes there's four ruby that have evasive as yeah. well being the the goofy mickey pongo and tigger you already mentioned
1: yeah yeah um but so in my my ruby amethyst deck i, I build around those evasive cards but also have like um dragon fire which is the five costs instantly banishes anything action Yep. So if things pretty intense. If they've if they've got like a, a mother Gothel, um, where you got you your evasive cards can't quest and they're not very strong, so you don't really want to challenge. Bring out a dragon fire. You love out. mother Gothel too. I I just I'm expecting it in almost every deck. Like, okay. I'm I'm worried about it more. So I have I have dragon fire pretty much yep. everywhere I can. That's um, fair. Be prepared. It's a song. Seven costs. It, Huge song. It um. Banishes all characters, including your own, so opponents and yours. So if things are just going completely (laughs) terrible, you just get rid of everything and start from scratch, and then bring up your evasives again. Um, Yeah, that's kind of like cards to help you deal with if things are going completely wrong.
0: Yeah, the big and we talked about. Well, I guess we might have even skipped over the ink and the cost. Like we might, you know, we probably need to assume that nobody. Yeah, okay, we'll backtrack a little bit here. So the ink ink is the currency that you use to play cards yes it's if like... i'm anything if i'm ever wrong here stop me and correct me so I ink will. is where you like your energy from pokemon that you use to make your cards playable
1: yes absolutely
0: the difference here is that you can only get one additional ink per turn and the way that you do that is taking cards that can be turned into ink, which is not every card. No, it's not every card, and so you have to build off of that as well, but yeah. the cards that can be converted into ink, you can do that one per turn. And so you can't come out first hand and play a massive, you know, no. incredible powerful hand because those cards just aren't available to you yet. And so that's another big thing that like I've been thinking of pretty heavily as yeah. I've been preparing this week for a release and like trying to understand the game dynamics is not only like character and power you know manipulation if you will of like your opponent but also like managing your resources with ink because that one i think could make or break your deck too like if you have the wrong breakdown of cards and everything's way too heavy then for your first three or four turns your opponent's just sitting there questing with no repercussions because there's nothing you can do
1: absolutely like most of my decks they have probably four or five one costs like specific cards, and those will have like three or four each. Yeah. Um, just so, and you make sure you pick helpful one cost cards so you can use them in the later game if you need distractions or just need an extra lore to quest. Right. Like, I don't think there's a downside to having, a, like four or five one costs.
0: No, and I, and I'm pretty sure I'm the same way. I think m- the majority of my decks have not different cards but just in total the number of cards that cost one you know whether you have multiples of them or not is probably eight to twelve so like two or three or four separate cards yeah um that add up to that so that you have a good chance of getting you know a couple of them in your starting hand you,
1: you want to hopefully plant during one hopefully to start, either start questing yeah
0: you probably need Two right, because you need one One, to ink, or you need. Well, I guess you can ink anything. You can ink anything. Yeah, so it doesn't have to be one cost, but you definitely want to have one in there so that you can ink, and then play. Yep. So, yeah. So my, so your ruby amethyst is like your, where your like main focus is right now. Just a
1: disclaimer. So I I study all of these these inks individually, one card at a time. And try to like as I'm looking at the cards, work through the synergies, what else they work with. So it takes me a while to get through all the inks, and I haven't got to Ameth- or uh, sapphire yet. Yeah, and that's a, and that's
0: a big one too, because we we again we're one. we're backtracking again because there's just so much to talk about. But yeah. for each deck, you can have a max of two ink types, and yes. so you, yeah, initially you have those starter decks, and it's like okay, so these inks are paired together, but you can obviously once you get everything and you build out your collection or deck or set. Then you can pair any two inks together. It doesn't have to be from that starter deck, and no. so that was a, a, I guess, an eye-opening one too. That I, that you thought like, okay, we can like really think outside the box versus just yes. within that starter deck.
1: Um, and then even there's certain types of tournaments that are being hosted already that it's rainbow, so you can. Yeah, do I have seen that want. too.
0: Obviously, you know for. For people starting out, you go and get five packs the day, you know, the day of, and you play with those cards. Yeah. So it's like, yes, I think it was, I think it was 40 card minimum. So you have to get four packs. Yes. Yeah. And then you go from there. Um, Um, But yeah, so as we're talking about this, I'll kind of give my thoughts on them because I've taken the different approach. And then Jake, like he said, he's been really like, he knew what he wanted to do. And you've been diving into that. I've been all over the board, kind of dealing with all of them in bits and pieces. That's
1: probably best for a podcast is two different points. Yeah, for sure. That's why we're doing this. And
0: so... I'll run through them real quick, and as we go, you can give me your thoughts. So Amber is the deck that's, I think, or the, the ink that's probably most well-known for, like, its healing ability. has a lot of characters it's that can take damage, yeah. that can take damage away from characters that have been challenged, but not knocked out.
1: Overall, it works with pretty much any ink color, I think. Yeah, because well. it is very supportive. You take the yeah. damage
0: off, it's very supportive. Like you said, that's a good way to put it. Um, and you can help... The rest of the the characters out there questing or getting challenged to stay alive and to continue on those quests and challenges. Yeah. Um, Amethyst. I won't even read it. You tell me, Amethyst, because that's your that's your baby.
1: So one of my favorite things about Amethyst is it is there's lots of cards that work on reviving cards and then drawing multiple cards. Um, in the same turn. So there are lots of Doctor Facilier base cards. Um, work on that. So it's more. It's more work. It's not necessarily something that you, a uh, color you want to build around. It's more you use that to build around another. That's game. your
0: win condition. Yeah. I mean, in in other games, you know, you I play or like video games even, you know, there's like the main focus that you have that's gonna win you the game, you know, and that's like your Charizard. And I'm just making stuff up, but like that's the the big bad thing that's gonna like win you the game. So there's support and then the main piece is your win condition.
1: Yeah. So like Ruby like in my Ruby Amethyst, Ruby would be the, the number one attack go win me the game and then Amethyst would be to help that. Um, by drawing cards. By like drawing cards and then if cards get banished I can bring them back with certain cards. Yeah. Um so it's again one of those other support colors I'd say.
0: And then Emerald is the as as it's described as the the flexible thing it kind of it gives you the most control you can play it how you can you have a little bit of yeah you can control but you can also kind of flex how you want to play it specifically Um, depending on the characters that you pick from within the set
1: if you play emerald right you are keeping the pressure on your opponent the entire game like they have to react to what you're doing um with emerald you you constantly can there's so many cards in there that turn the tide in your favor and no matter what's going on in the game yeah and that's um, and that's the
0: the flexible piece right like whatever's happening you can hopefully be able to adapt to that and And keep going
1: yeah and there's so many cards it's like i'm questing deal with it you figure out how to deal with it and it's really fun i i think we'll get to steel later but i think steel emerald is going to be absolutely insane
0: okay well, Steel is after Ruby here. So Ruby is the aggressive one, and yes. I would say it's considered aggressive. One, we talked about evasion. it has It's tied with Emerald for the most evasive characters, which, again, can only be attacked or challenged by other evasive characters. Um, one of my favorite ones is the rush attribute, or ability, okay. where you can play it, and then that turn you can play your character. So again taking a little step back and giving context with characters. When you play a character, you can't quest or challenge that turn.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: So you have to play them and then wait for your next turn to actually be able to quest for more lore or to challenge another character. But with the rush ability, you can go quest or challenge that turn and and try to get a, a quick leg up on whoever you're playing.
1: It's fun. It's definitely a fun way to play for sure. You can just, Instantly pop out a card and get damage just like that on it.
0: Um, yeah, it can really catch somebody off guard because yes. normally you kind of have to build up to it. You know, by way of turn. Yeah, usually. so you can see what's coming. Um, so steel, if you like steel too, I'll I'll give you the floor on steel. So steel,
1: in in my opinion, is the best. Not necessarily for like the abilities on the cards, but for the stats. Like strong just card, and defensive. Card stats are insane. Um, so they're really helpful to pair with like a an emerald where you have control with emerald and then this is just more tank heavy cards that have higher attack um and that and that's the main focus is not necessarily abilities it's just the cards and the stats themselves of course yep. there's there's cards that have great abilities in yeah in uh in steel but like um i don't know if you've seen the the card grab your sword it's a big aoe attack action card i believe um, and then there's the, the giant Tinkerbell card that's the yeah. is it a Floodborne or, or Dreamborn I forget the,
0: uh, the, the giant Tinkerbell is probably one of the um, it is a Floodborne and okay. it's Tinkerbell Giant Fairy it's probably one of the more talked about cards as well that I've seen because it, it is pretty popular she she has the ability to um, or I'll just read it it's yeah. the the Tinkerbell Rock the Boat when you play this character deal one damage to each opposing character so just you know if, if a opposing characters one away from, and you give them that extra damage, they're banished. So quickly turn the tides on that one. Absolutely. Um, And then secondly, during your turn, when you play this, when this character banishes another character in a challenge, you may deal two damage to another chosen character. So again, super defensive and brute force attack, like doing a ton of damage to a ton of people.
1: And I think this card basically tells you what steel is all about. Like it just is. It does. So it, it, it works with any kind of, and you use those support colors to work with it and help it out. Um, I don't know if you necessarily want to pair like ruby steel. You could. Um, but I think you more want to pair of steel with like a supportive
0: color. Okay, last one, and I'll leave this one since you're still on sapphire, okay. but I'll tell you what my thoughts are on it and you can okay. tell me what you think. So, it's sapphire is a lot of like tinkerers, meaning. Um, like Maurice, you know, who's mm-hmm. like an inventor kind of. But what I more view it as, you, you talked about Amethyst being the card drawer. I've used Sapphire as the ink builder. Okay. So there are a couple cards in Sapphire that will really help build up your ink well fast. So if you want to play like a really... You know, get to those bigger cost cards faster, or you know, to build your ink reserves quicker than your opponent can. Sapphire is the way to go.
1: I love that. Yeah.
0: So I, I, Sapphire is one of my favorites. I, I don't think I have like a go-to yet. Um, like I said, I've kind of just been all over the board building decks and and looking at different cards and trying to come up with diff. What I would say is different, like strong win conditions or kind of outside the box win conditions and get to a place where you can like catch your opponent off guard. So that's why I like that, is because I feel like building up that ink reserve and really catching them off guard where your opponent has maybe three or four ink and you've got seven or eight ink. Yeah, like, that's huge. That can steamroll really quickly into a bad time that, for your opponent.
1: That's winning you the game almost every time, for sure.
0: Yeah, so not, so knowing that you haven't like fully um, researched sapphire yet you might not have heard about this one but one of the more popular um cards that i've seen people talk about is grandma Tala. are you familiar with this i one? do know that card okay yeah. so that's that's probably one. it's it's a two cost card or two cost ink card so relatively low but the kicker here is that's really cool so you can quest for one lore which helps you win the game yes yeah but when that character is banished you don't banish it to your discard pile, you banish it to your inkwell. That's and so, so you're good. getting lore out of it and you're getting additional ink. And so if the if your opponent doesn't want to challenge them, then you just sit there and you keep questing. You just keep questing, you keep questing, and eventually it adds up and there's just nothing else they can do. So they have to address it, like they have to attack it, but if At they attack point. it, then it's a benefit for you as well.
1: Yeah, and a two-cost ink is, I think, insane value for what you're getting here. Yeah. It's... It's either a distraction card, or it's helping you. You're, you just continue questing. Um, that's
0: exactly my thought.
1: For for two ink, that's great. It's so good. Um, I mean, it's doing exactly no matter what. It's doing what you want. Yes. Yeah. Nothing negative is coming out of it.
0: I exactly it's off of such a cheap card too. I think yeah. it's it's really really. Um, Gonna be a cool one to play,
1: and it's uh unco- or I think it's uncommon rarity, so it's more common card to pull as well. So
0: yeah, there you go. All right, anything else you want to say on inks or play styles or thoughts going in? I have had, even though I've been focusing on ruby amethyst,
1: I've had so much fun seeing what inks and colors work together best. It gets it's been so much fun. It's just like. Oh yeah, this this specific card works really well with this specific card, even though it's not a specific like saying hey, this card helps X card. It, they they work together and they're in two separate inks. And when you find stuff like that, it makes it makes deck building just so much fun.
0: Yeah, you you definitely have a leg up on me on that one because I haven't necessarily thought about the synergies super in depth yet. I've just you know kind of taken that support slash win condition approach and said okay. You know, I want to go, you know, pretty heavy on the the attack front, and so I'm going to need somebody to heal those. And so, you know, you go, you take Amber, you know, as your support, and whatever you want to be, like a Steel as your um, mm-hmm. your Punisher, and then or Evasive. We talked a lot about Evasive. I like that a lot too. So it's hey, you know, how can I support Evasive in that front? So it's like I'm more thinking like wind condition, but yeah, I think those synergies and like understanding the inks as a whole better, is going to be a big benefit. Yep.
1: Yeah. and what's, what's going to be helpful too is the more you know it now, the more you can adapt to when layer sets come out. So, and not
0: get you caught off guard. I yes. think, you know, especially going into the, like, you know, everybody's new at this. You know, I mean, I'm, I assume there's people that have been studying it for a since couple it, months since now. Since it announced. Yeah, But there's, yeah. for the most part, everybody's going to be a new player. And so, you know, there's going to be a lot of adapting really fast because... We're gonna try something, I'm gonna flame out and it's gonna be terrible and you gotta go build something else real fast. And so that's kinda of another reason I kinda of built a few is like, try this one out, is it terrible? Sure, let's try this one yeah. instead.
1: Yeah, and I, I think uh and this is just to kinda like prepare yourself for for beginning. Um I'm getting all three starter decks so I can kinda Yeah, same. Use those to build off of whatever you know, and it gives you a good base of cards. There's u- there's usually multiple of each card, so it gives you a good base to build off of. And then we're getting some other uh, ways of getting cards and the build off of those. Yeah,
0: we found uh, a local. We we're lucky. We had a local store that yeah. seemed to be um, really, really fortunate with the amount of stuff they were receiving. So I think we're going to get everything we want. Yeah. Um. Which opening is awesome. opening week next week when we go. So yeah, next. Next Friday we'll be able to go get our starter decks and um, a couple packs and see what we get and build our decks and go from there. Yeah,
1: so so excited, so excited.
0: Yeah, so that kind of that's a perfect transition actually into like, what are we what are we gonna be doing on release? Like, what's what's the plan next week? We we talked about it a little bit. So
1: that that same local store is holding a uh, starter deck tournament the day August eighteenth. Yeah. I, th- I think we're planning on participating in that. I think. Yeah,
0: that's the plan. If assuming everything goes to plan and they're yeah. still they're still, you know, or have enough interest. Maybe you know. Yeah. I think that was the plan when we talked to them. But if they have enough interest and everybody's going to be there, then play in the starter deck tournament and yeah, maybe play each other a few times I, on the side. Yeah, for sure. Have you have you do you have a favorite starter deck? Um, probably Ruby Emerald, just because. I you know we've already said a bunch i think ruby with mm-hmm. the evasive especially on you know a deck that kind of was within the confines of what you're given you know you don't necessarily can't prepare to play evasive yeah then you know that could be really punishing there's, but
1: there's not you don't have a whole lot in the other starter decks to to react to to evasive no unless I, you're playing ruby emerald
0: yeah and it so it could catch you off guard and I think you have you know you have to like build up the Pongo. Pongo's a four ink cost card, but so, such good value um, once you get there. But yeah, if if you can get there fast and get him out, and then just keep him going without any you know defense, then yeah. if the if other you team have four Pongos
1: enjoyable. and Ruby deck, you're playing four every time I think because you want to. Have- oh, I
0: would, I would, yeah. He and in the Ruby and one of the Ruby decks spoiler alert, and one of the Ruby decks I built, I'd have four Pongos. Yeah, me too. Every time. So yeah, so play in the. Go get our local. Go get their stuff that we ordered, and hopefully pick up our decks first thing, and yep. get our starter decks and play on the, the, the um the local.
1: Get my villain play and villain sleeves and villain deck box. Timeout.
0: We 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 totally missed that part. We all, we were debating names for the podcast, and it was almost the good guy and the villain because Jake is very much a villain sympathizer, and I'm I- always against the villains.
1: I, in anything like Marvel, Star Wars, Disney, I, I'm, I always sympathize with the villains, not the terrible ones, like the <laughs> absolutely terrible ones, they, they can go do their thing. I'm not a fan of theirs,
0: but yeah. So Jake went bad guy Yeah. That, okay. on all the, all the accessories. accessories, Yeah. deck box, I've play got, mat.
1: I've got the, the Maleficent play mat, the hook sleeves, hook deck box, and then the, uh, the binder is the evil queen
0: yeah so see evil all the way the only thing I, the only accessory I've got so far is the Steamboat Mickey or Steamboat Willie really nice. however you want to call it I like it. that one a lot uh, play mat but um, yeah so go there I'm hoping we can go when they open first thing they open at noon I yeah just. I hope we're there right as <laughs> right as they open
1: I, I plan on it
0: yeah don't know what time the tournament is like I said when we went and pre-ordered the stuff they said that that's what their plan was for the day but I would imagine it's probably later that night so maybe we Hang out until then, you know. Get acquainted have a couple battles ourselves. Yeah, I'm planning on going
1: to the store sometime soon to get some more. If see if there's any more information, but um, yeah, I'm. It's again, I've never played a TCG before, yeah. so I I don't like I don't know if there's like TCG playing etiquette or anything like that. I've no, that's a very good point.
0: <laughs> we can't stress this enough. Help us out, like if you have any comments or anything to help us. Like one of my biggest things way, is let us know. Do
1: I talk to my opponent at all? Like, am it, do my, do I spell out like every action i'm taking like do i say hey i'm questing this this is giving me to war i think yeah it, like, i think
0: you have i don't think that's like necessarily etiquette i mean i see where you're going but i think that's just making sure i mean we're all new to this too and yeah. so i think just talking about your moves especially with a bunch of you know people playing the game for the first time it'll probably keep people from doing stuff they're not supposed to unintentionally not yes. you know not on purpose but making sure that we're all staying within the confines of the game and having fun. But yeah, you are just go out there. I've never played anybody either. So just go out there, have a good time and, you know, build a couple new friendships or you know, build the community the Lorcona community of, of of our area. Yeah, and the community is strong already. It's
1: it's building already. It seems like it. it's fun. Um so that's that's where you guys, the audience come in to help us out a little bit yes. if you haven't We definitely any need help.
0: We I, as we initially started off here, we've never played a TCG. We need help. We want to learn and if anybody along the way can help us out and get better at this then that'd be great yeah we build a community too and um one thing that i found today actually not too long ago long ago there's a site called dreamborn.inc and you can build decks and share them and so it would be cool as like a community to like build decks and share them and get feedback and stuff and so i don't i don't have you know this is kind of leading into the or the, the, as we were talking about, like, what are we doing on release? Like, we're going to be trying out these decks and stuff. Yeah, as much I, as we can. Yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, I have, like I said, I have six decks that I've built and kind of played around with. And I've even tinkered with them since I finished them. And I'm like, oh, I, I didn't consider this. And I've gone back and tweaked it a little bit. But I don't know if it's going to work or not. And so maybe once we play and we figure stuff out next week, we have an idea of what works. Like, we can, you know, start to post some of that stuff and create um, create some decks for everybody to, you know, start using as well if they like the idea.
1: Yeah, the the deck building and in like strategy that's gonna go into this with building and it's gonna be so much fun.
0: The I deck building and strategy has to be like what seventy five percent of the game. I mean, if you go yeah. in if you go in with all one cost cards that don't have any you know real abilities or whatever, then you're you're doomed from the start. So the the deck that building has to key. be a huge huge key. part of it.
1: Um, and I mean that's that's gonna be something that gets better I think for everyone um, as long. as... Longer this goes on, it gets better, I think, for everyone. You learn more. Um, yeah.
0: I mean, you know, again, we touched on at the beginning, you know, people have been playing Pokemon the T C G now for twenty years. So yeah. they, they have all of that built up knowledge. All of us Lorcana f- fans, we're all coming along this journey together, which is why we're starting this now.
1: Yep. Starting starting from the beginning and and learning all the, the stuff they add later on as it as it goes.
0: Yeah. So last question, what are you most excited for? Um, release week. One week away. What are you most excited for?
1: just to see i want to see how pop like i want i can't wait for the excitement that people are building around it like i want to see like does this Lorkana really become a thing a you community. know a community I'm, I'm excited for that um and of course to, to start opening some some product and <laughs> see what we pull um again i th- i'm really excited to uh, start playing and playing against other people in competitions and stuff i'm, I'm excited for that
0: yeah that. I, I think it'll be cool to have a uh just yeah, another activity and like try to build a community like we said you know i think it'll be a lot of fun to play and learn and a new thing and i'm very much into the strategy side as well um i don't not near as much as you i can't take that much credit but i think the you know the limit the limitations aren't there like you if you want to come up with something super creative like go do it and see if it works like you know the, yeah. the ability for you to make this game your own is definitely there so i think that'll Absolutely. be really fun and then I just wanna pull an enchanted. I know that's a lot to ask. The the pull rates seem very low, but if we if we pull it, imagine we pull an enchanted out of the one pack in the starter box. How crazy would that be? And we've gotten we've gotten a few
1: uh, booster packs displays coming our way too. So if we don't pull one out oh, of those. we're going all in, yeah. If we don't pull one out of those, we'll pull one in our <laughs> starter Oh I know decks. that's what We'd I mean. It'd be so
0: good. It, it, we start with the starter decks. And we get, you know, we open a few things to just get ready to play, and in the booster pack that's in the starter deck, you open the enchanted, that would be an insane, I mean, the lowest, Yes. the lowest absolutely. possibility ever. But imagine we start our Lorcana journey with an enchanted rare in the starter deck pack. I would have to keep it.
1: Like, I know I've, I've thought about, like, you know, what to do with enchanted if I pull one, but if it's in my first pack
0: oh yeah that's that you have that's like yeah the good luck for your i'll, I'll rub it on every other pack you know yeah, just before i open it that's your good luck for playing Lorcana for the rest of its existence yeah like, that's all it is so yeah i'm i'm excited i think most for being able to play and have something new to 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 interact with it's been so long since we've talked about this and all the d23 cards that have been floating out there and now all the gen con stuff so all the hype's just building i just i'm just ready i, I know we're we're so excited all right, well, I think that wraps it up. I, is there anything else that we missed? Anything, any final things that you wanna, you wanna talk about? No, I just to wanna
1: um, touch into the community a little bit that we're that we're building here. I think slowly, yeah. probably. Um, Go for it. Um, but just like, let us know if you have anything that you want us to get into that maybe is going under the radar in most other places. Touching Larkana. you know. Um, let us know it like. Your strategies once the, the game comes out, I think would be the funnest thing. Is and what was the website you said? The uh, um,
0: uh, dreamborn.inc.
1: Yeah, and interact with that. Like, I think that'd be really fun. Is the decks that are people are sharing on there really create a community within this, this yeah, podcast? Yeah, for sure. Too. So,
0: yeah, on that same vein, we you can find us on Twitter at uh, Lorcanapod. We're also going to be posting the, the podcast to YouTube, um, on the Illumineer's Quest YouTube channel.
1: And we might, we might. I'm even thinking about adding images of like certain cards we're talking about on the YouTube channel as yeah. we're talking about them too. Yeah, so. we're
0: gonna we're gonna build this out and, and do it right. And then lastly, if you have any questions or want to email us, we have a Gmail just lorcanapod at gmail as well. So there's a few of the different places you can reach us and continue to to build to come with us on the Lorcona journey as yeah. we. I'm so excited as we go on this quest. So all right, well thanks everyone, and we'll see you next time.
1: All right. Bye.